Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You won't be gambling on John Cena. (laughs) I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Reggie Suave Flores. I'm Cam Hasbrook. I'm Drew Johnson. I'm Chris Gear. And this is Sporty and Bruce and Bruins. Yes. <laughs> I guess. So Sporty Bruins. On the and hockey Bruins. podcast network. And this yes. is the best Rams podcast on THPN. That's uh, no, they have a well on THPN, yeah. They probably have a, a T T what's the pigskin? P- pigskin P- pod TPPN yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, we're drinking tonight. It's uh it's a celebratory evening for Richie and myself, especially. We're we're coming one day late, but I I was texting Richie yesterday during the Rams game, uh, and I was like, "Hey, I'm really mad that I'm at work right now because I can't just delete a zillion beers, and I would like to do that." And for Richie's party, said I, I drink plenty for you, um, but now it's my turn to drink some beer too. So Richie, to the NFC Championship we go. What back it? back to the NFC Championship back. game. The last time the Rams were in it, it ended quite well. Uh, Rams picked off Drew Brees and then Greg Zerline kicked a field goal to send them off to Atlanta. What happened from there, I don't like to talk about. It brings back bad memories. I enjoy um, talking about it. Yeah, that. I liked it a lot. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Nope. Nope. Yeah, uh, no, you don't. Nope. It uh, got erased from memory. I was watching Avengers Endgame earlier. I feel like that just got snapped <laughs> out of existence. Never actually took place. And that season ended with the NFC Championship game that year. But yes, I was super excited. Um, fourth quarter wasn't really fun to watch at all. But uh, hey, Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup came through, man. Who boy. And if Cooper Cup doesn't win MVP because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are sitting their ass at home while the Rams are playing in the NFC Championship game, all the writers who vote on this on the MVP award need to be checked for writing enhancing drugs like they're on some sort of freaking psd bullcrap i don't even know what they'd be smoking but if cooper cup doesn't win the mvp award yeah it's gonna happen he proved it right there once again yeah i was i was honestly pretty worried about you guys i was i was more worried about richie knowing that he was out at a bar uh i, I texted cat with like a little update on how that was going watching tom brady uh, atlanta falcons the, the rams real quick um yeah didn't think uh didn't think matt stafford had that in him but i mean obviously that connection with cooper cup is pretty strong yeah that whole game out 
being in Maine was watching with a lot of Patriots fans who are sympathetic toward Tom Brady. And as soon as they started coming back, like I had people apologizing to me when it was 27 to 13. They were like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. And I was like, what do you mean? We're up two stores. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. And and my my buddy Matt, who's our meteorologist, actually came over and gave me a hug. And he said, I'm sorry, buddy. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're good. We're good. And they kept – everybody was grilling me. And they obviously the, the Pats tied it and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, how are you feeling? You got to be nervous now. And I was like, oh, I mean, you know, a little more than I was 10 minutes ago. But And I texted Richie. I was like, we're good. We're good. We got this. And, it you know, it came down to the wire. Has – a lot, I feel like, for the Rams this season, but we got it done in the end. And uh, yeah, now now we're celebrating with some beers. I'm, Never, I'm rooting. Was... Oh, I was just gonna say, once the Pats were kicked out, I've been rooting for LA for the the sole reason being that Stafford wasted most of his career in Detroit and like just deserves a, a championship for doing that. So yeah, I've I've hopped on the Bengals train just. Uh... Joey Burrow. Just a miserable franchise that's had no success <laughs> in a very long time. Uh, plus, I like their colors. I like their I like their uniforms. Yeah, it's all right. Um, do you want to talk about some beer? That's what we do on Brews and Bruins. So that's the yeah. thing we can do. Chris, start us off. What you got? All right. I asked my roommate, Lexi, to grab me whatever she could find uh, in a Pilsner. I've gotten really into Pilsners. Uh, and she found a Wayfinder Terrifica, and it's Italian-style horror pills. I don't know. Everybody else on this call the can fuck? see the thing. And I can only assume that this is a tribute to Dario Argento, a, an Italian horror director from, like, the 1970s and 80s. Um, as far as beer goes, it's pretty good. Sounds like a very Chris Gear beer. Chris Gear yeah. beer. First of all. Chris Beer? It passes the Drew test. I can see Drew. Oh, I forgot about the Drew test. We didn't do that last episode. Um, Very, very clean Pilsner. It's uh, almost translucent. Um, Drinkability is very high. It's uh, it's a drinkable beer. Uh, We're going to go 37. This is a perfectly drinkable beer. That's beautiful. And then tasteability for a Pilsner, pretty high. It's, uh, I'd say, hop forward. Um with that classic Pilsner finish. So we'll go, you know, for a Pilsner, like if we're rating on a Pilsner scale, it would probably be a 37, but it's like a 20. Nice. Sounds great. Is uh, the, uh, is the Pilsner's scale, anything similar to the Richter scale? Yeah. <laughs> Just made me Same. think of the Richter scale. The Mike Richter scale. The Mike Richter scale. I'm drinking a thick haze New England style IPA from Oscar blues brewery. Uh, 7% apparently. I didn't realize that shit. Uh, nice. Uh, I just finished drinking a Pilsner, actually, Chris. I got a variety pack from these guys, and it's pretty good. Um, yeah, thick haze. I don't think it has much to describe it, so I'm just going to have to wing it and see what the taste buds say. Uh, first of all, it does not pass the the Drew test. It is quite hazy, as the name thick haze would imply, so I cannot see Drew through my, through my glass. Uh, drinkability... Uh, it's a pretty hot forward IPA, so I, I I wouldn't want to chug this. I got through the the Pilsner and the Lager I had before this a lot faster, so I'm going to put it at about a 10 and 37. Um, taste, so you can certainly taste it. Kind of a citrusy um, first hit and then a bitter finish. 
tasteability, I'd say it's about a 25 out of 37, but uh, pretty good beer. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. It's a bigger brewery. It looks like they've got places in Colorado and Texas and North Carolina. So um, uh, they're interstate. Those. Yeah. But um, it was pretty cheap for a 15 pack variety pack and it's pretty good. So yeah, not, not too shabby. Am I next? Sure. <laughs> All right. I got a couple more miles IPA from Baxter Brewing Company. Um, I got this, and then my girlfriend immediately said, "Why do you always get Baxter?" Um, it's good, and it just it just happens. I do. It is good, though. The name "Couple More Miles" just kind of gives me like, ugh, because it's got someone hiking on it, and uh, just reminds me of being on a hike and being told a couple more miles. It makes me want to chug a beer. Um, but this is a nice. 5.9% and uh, Baxter is out of Lewiston, Maine. It passes the Drew test because I can see myself in the reflection of the can. <laughs> that works. So I think that I think that works. Covered a murder in Lewiston this weekend, not to get dark. My drinkability, <laughs> oh. we're like eight minutes or so into this podcast and uh, it's almost gone. Um, <laughs> Drew, let's go. To 37. Uh, Tasteability. I can taste it. Like it's very hoppy, but there's no like sense of any other taste there. So like tasteability, I'm gonna give it a 27. There's no like fruitiness, there's no like maltiness or anything like that. Like it's just straight hops. Straight hops, bro. Straight hops, nice. <laughs> uh Richie, I saw you sipping on a little something. What you got down there? Yeah, so I I I think I've been told. By uh, by by Katarina, who is guest on your podcast, I believe ten times. So at this point, occasional like the... occasional guest of the pod, Cat Silverman. Yes, thank you for the explanation there, because Katarina's uh, uh, Corey and I's nickname for uh, for Cat. So um, I'm drinking the uh, the the pumpkin oh, porter. Um, that sounds like the opposite of a beer I would enjoy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm a just going to leave guy, now because this is not a huge pumpkin guy, but. This is the greatest beer in the history of mankind, gentlemen. Wow. I have and a friend. Corey. My good friend thinks that of uh, Pumpkinhead from Shipyard. I don't know if you've had that. I may not get out west coast. Maybe not. that might be. Yeah, pumpkin it's, a, it's, it's available out here. But what is, what is that? It's like a pumpkin lager or something? It's just a pumpkin ale. Yeah. Ale? Sure. Anyway, Richie, not to interrupt you. Sorry. I no, you're fine. You're fine. Your just, I'll just... <laughs> I'll See, just that sounds awful. It's fine. Move past the, I'll just move past <laughs> that slander of pumpkin beers. But this is from Four Peaks out here in Tempe. And uh, it is, of course, very seasonal. And you can only get it from usually about the end, uh, the beginning of uh, late August until probably the end of the year. So I literally only have two bottles of this left. Oh, man. And that's it. I don't get it again until August. And I'm very sad about that. But uh it's it's one of my favorite local beers, and it's tasteability and drinkability. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, and whether you can see Drew through the, through the beer. <laughs> okay, well that's not going to happen with the, with the I, porter. I, this thing is... I can see you. <laughs> yeah. Clearly right? Now. Yeah. Wait, go through go through the top of the go through the top of the glass. Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that works. Ah, oh, I go. got the line of sight. Oh, there we go. I, yeah, I can see Drew through the top, the neck of this bottle. <laughs> so that's good. But uh, okay, um, 
I will. I'm gonna rate uh, tasteability at 35 out of 37. Wow. It's that good. I can drink so many of these in a row, Sick. and I probably will. Albeit, I literally just got back from a four mile run prior to recording the podcast. So I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> drinking after that. Wow. Hey, I'll suffer the consequences later. Uh, and then um, tasteability. I love me some pumpkin. Corey will tell you I'm a basic bitch when it comes to those things. I love me some freaking pumpkin. So 37 out of 37 wow. hands down. If I could go higher as high as 69, I would. <laughs> I'm like half expecting Richie to like smash the bottle on his head, pour it into a pumpkin and then chug it out of there. Like through a jack-o'-lantern's eye or something. Richie's like running that. on really... adrenaline alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. Corey, uh, what do you have for us? Um, I have a mother earth, Kelly Creeman, and um, I can promise you i won't be able to see drew through this because um it's a straight up just blue can um it is um back where chris is it's in san diego and uh it's it's freaking delicious it's uh it's the vanilla one they have a regular one and they have a vanilla cream ale and um this one's first of all i i know i feel like i've asked cat this question why is your guys' scale go to 37 uh, Patrice Bergeron's Patrice number is um, Yeah, no, okay. So that's what I I feel like Kat was very drunkly trying to tell me when um you and her Chris went to a bar and you were, she was filming you doing one of your taste tests. <laughs> but I have I had no idea what she was trying to explain to me. So um I would Yeah, I would she consider... had she had had like half a bottle of wine at that point and Yeah. Yeah. So I say this is 37th all across the board just because I love this. It's my favorite beer. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy that beer as well. The one – so we we shared uh, some Cali Creamin when I met you for the first time. And that uh, – Oh, yeah. Mellow Mushroom. Yep. And, and that, like, reinvigorated my love of that beer. And when I got back, I went and tried to find it. And instead, I found the – orange cali creamin the yes. dreamsicle one mm-hmm. um that one's absolutely delicious as well yeah it's pretty good too i would just like to point out for everybody that i've known Corey for a long time Corey is not much of a beer drinker so when she likes a beer it's got to be really 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 good that is true i'm very like the the pumpkin porter that he had i i was that I'm a I'm a Vikings fan, so like when you go to the bar where um, he was talking about where they make that one, it's a, a Vikings bar, so I can go there and watch all my Vikings games. But uh, all my friends wanted to go and try and force me to drink the pumpkin porter, and I just I can't. It's not my thing. Yeah, I'm with vibing with Cam on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just can't. It's just so I feel like that's a lot of heavy and like sweetness. I don't know. I just, it's a lot. There's a lot going on there that's not. I like crispy, you know, hazy beers. I can deal with bitterness. I, once you start getting into porters, I'm, uh, it starts to get a little iffy. And then you're adding pumpkin in there. It's like, I'm, I think Richie's starting to cry right now. I got to slow this down. But. <laughs> I'm telling you, the white pumpkin ale I had that time, literally the worst beer I've ever fucking had. Like, I, I think, can't. I think like, the only zero zero there. on this podcast before. It's up there for like, times that i've like gotten way too drunk and spent a while at the toilet <laughs> it because of like you know different vodkas or rums and stuff 
thinking about it now. Um, yeah. But it's up there. It's up there. I, it, it has the that I didn't that I didn't get to that point. But still, just when I it's kind of ruined pumpkin beers for me now. I can do like the ciders and stuff, but pumpkin beers like I can't do anymore. <laughs> if you guys were to choose like a singular hard alcohol, only one that you could ever drink for the rest of your life, what would it be? Whiskey for sure. Tequila. So it, oh, so no. are we counting? Are we counting whiskey as like one thing? Well, like, like only just like one hard alcohol. Like you can only oh, like, like scotch versus bourbon. You're saying? Yeah, I, I would, I would do a rye whiskey. I think. I tequila for shots, but Kahlua if I can mix drinks with it, because the dude, coffee and Kahlua, bro. <laughs> that's the one <laughs> mixed drink you're gonna have forever yeah forever is dude I, because i, I can't do rum i can't do rum i can't do vodka not a huge whiskey guy like where do you go from there i'm, I'm beer cider and sure coffee cool. <laughs> I, I feel like gin would be a close second for me but it's fairly limited in what you can do with it outside of like a couple of st- staples yeah i feel like it's kind of one trick pony but it does it really well so I've been drinking, I mean, not recently, but more over the like pandemic times. Uh, I was drinking Negronis alongside of uh, gin and tonics, and those were those are pretty solid. I do remember those days. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very famous picture of me in my backyard with a uh, black and mild in one hand and a Negroni in the other, and <laughs> just looking not great. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, man. Drew left. Drew already quit. Yeah. He's out. So That's should we it. should we get to the the purpose of this uh, this crossover? I guess so. Um, I figured it was just so that like Richie and I could jerk each other <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, I mean that was, <laughs> that was I guess Basically, one of the yeah. reasons. But um, yeah, a pretty tangled web we have here of uh, just chance uh, happened to know each other through various means, and uh, we probably should have crossed over a lot earlier, but we have a. Uh, a game uh, coming up this week between our two teams. You guys, obviously, a Coyotes podcast. We are a Bruins podcast, and uh, thank you, Chris. The world needed to know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we need to break down like specifics of like what to expect in this <laughs> upcoming game. I mean, I, I as a podcast, we don't love doing game previews or anything like that, unless it's like playoff games. Um, and especially I feel like with a team like the Coyotes where like the goal for the Coyotes is not to beat the Bruins, uh, this week. It's what are you uh, talking about? Yes, it is. Well, so the, the yeah, goal the, for our the, preview, our preview would be the Coyotes suck. That's it. There you the, go. the the goal <laughs> for the Coyotes, this, the players on the ice is to beat the Bruins. Uh, I, I don't think management would, uh, want them to beat the Bruins this week, but, um, uh, my question to you, Corey and Richie, is so far this season, what have been some positives you've taken away, some players that have kind of shown you something that maybe you're thinking, okay, this was something I wasn't necessarily expecting. Maybe we can see this uh, panning out in the future. Um, I don't know. That, that's actually kind of rough. I mean, it's nice to see Clayton Keller actually – do halfway decent because he really um, hasn't done well um, for quite a while now. So it's actually him doing halfway decent. All right. Um, it was nice to see Wedgwood do okay for a little while. 
Um, but even that, it, he's just going to get broken down over time because of the fact that the, the team sucks. Like, you can't really do much about that. Um, we went on a huge rant on our uh, podcast that just dropped about how they shouldn't trade Jacob Chikrin because of the fact that we feel like he is kind of the cornerstone of this team going forward, whether that comes from someone leading the blue line to also a, a future captain of this team and someone they can market off of. Um, but to be honest with you, there's not a lot of really great um, pluses coming out of this team this year. It's just kind of working through it and just kind of hoping um, more of the off-eye stuff gets better. Yeah, it was for gonna... me. <laughs> Go ahead, for Richie. For me, it's Karel Vimelka, the goaltender. His first season in North America. He's actually playing pretty well on a team that's really bad. His goals against average is 3.28 and his save percentage is 9.05. But for the most part, he had a shutout earlier this year. Uh, he's probably been the bright star other than Clayton Keller for the team this year. And that's nice. I think Corey and I have mentioned it before in our show. Like, it's nice to have some positives once in a while on a team that's so bad. And uh, Clayton Keller going to the All-Star game. Karova Melka having a really good rookie season, first time in North America. And I would throw Shane Goshesbury in that conversation, too, who's kind of res- resurrected his career a little bit. Um, after kind of bubbling out in Philadelphia, um, he's had a nice season too. So there are some positives to take away for now. That's that's always a good thing when you're battling for the number one overall pick. Yeah, I, I think we forgot Goss's Bear was in Arizona now. Yeah, Ghosties <laughs> be here. One of the one of the really good trades of the off season. Wow, I need to go take care of Rascal because he's screeching in the background. He's being <laughs> um, a little rascal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that. That Gostas Bear trade, I, we we talked about in the off season on this podcast, uh, or on our our end of this podcast, um, as being one one of the best because whatever you think of how he was playing in Philadelphia, kind of like underlying numbers looked good for him, and you know maybe not a great defensive defenseman, but always able to put in that offensive side of his game, and I mean smart move for any team to pick up a guy like that. And if you know, you're going to be selling at the deadline, it's just asset management. And uh, depending on how they, they flip that. um, I I mean, the assumption is that he's going to be moved either this year or next year. I don't know how many, uh, he has two years left on his deal. Yeah. I think he's, his contract is up after next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that could fetch a pretty decent haul, uh, especially having showcased him and, uh, a, a lot of teams need a guy like that. Yeah, that's like, I think he's a really talented player and getting the change of scenery help and stuff. But then that, that is like the classic type of player that I feel like a lot of teams are desperate for at the trade deadline. It's like a pop moving defenseman can generate some offense. You know, definitely not. I don't think he's bad defensively, but he's not stand out defensively. But again, that's that's the type of, of player mold that you see a lot of teams I think get desperate for late in the season when they're trying to add a little extra something or a little insurance for a playoff run. So good move by, by Arizona to kind of stock up and um, yeah, hopefully they can return something decent for it. I would sit here and talk about the, the Kachina jerseys all day. Cause those are, I was showing those to people at work who were not familiar with them the other day. And it was like, Oh, that's the greatest jersey I've ever seen from everyone. <laughs> and I fucking love those. I was thinking about getting one, but I was like, I don't know who to get right now. It's kind of a tough, They're- Oh yeah, see that's a, that's the thing is uh, if you're buying jerseys, um, be careful who you buy. Like Cam and I are both you. Nobody can see this. 
Um, but Cam and I are both wearing Rams jerseys. Ooh. Cam wearing a Todd Gurley jersey, the blue and yellow throwback, which was my my favorite Rams jersey in recent memory, outside yeah. of the bone the bone jersey, which is what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing Aaron Donald, and I made that decision because I was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna buy a jersey, I'm gonna do it for a player I know is probably going to make the hall of fame. So whether or not he gets traded or not, I I still have one of the all time greats, like the most dominant defensive player of an entire generation, Aaron Donald. And I will rock that Jersey all day uh, instead of going and and trying to decide a different player. Like that's why I don't, I don't normally buy jerseys either. Um, I, my one Kyrie's Jersey I have is um, nobody, again, nobody can see this, but I'm going to show it just for the shits and giggles. Um, is uh, my Tobias Reader jersey. It's beauty. Which I will take every chance I can get to pump the tires of Tobias Reader being the greatest hockey player of all time. So if <laughs> anything, that's what I want to come on your show and do. And, yeah, big yeah, big no, Toby Reader pod over here. He's, yeah, Richie's obsessed. But no, I can attest to the fact that it does suck. I, I bought into the hype that uh, Max Domi was going to be the next captain of the Coyotes when back in the day when he was like kind of slated to be that they had kind of pumped him PR wise for that and everything. And uh, my, my fiance was my boyfriend at the time. I bought him that Jersey and um, he would rather wear my Shane Doan Jersey, which is way too small for him to games (laughs) than wear uh, his Max Domi one because he was traded literally right after I gave him that Jersey. The one I'm wearing today actually has to do with none of that has to do with the fact that Keith Yandel tonight will be tying for the Ironman, so I'm wearing my uh, old Keith Yandel jersey. As much as he likes to pump uh, Toby Reader's uh, tires, like, quite a bit, like, even though he's not even in the NHL anymore, but um, <laughs> I just had to say it, but um, I, I, I couldn't handle Keith Yandel's. <laughs> I, I, I pump Keith Yandel's tires, like, all the time, so I'm super excited today. Hell yeah. I feel like Yandel's a a good one to have just because that's definitely i was gonna yeah. say like when i think of the coyotes i think shane doan and keith yandel like those are the those two those are my two jerseys those are just the two names that come to mind like always when you just i think redeem for Bata. a lot of coyotes fans <laughs> that's a good pick that's a good one uh, I had another question i totally forgot oh so yeah Corey, you mentioned you mentioned some off ice stuff i there's a lot of chatter you hear on the East Coast about Arizona and the future of the team and the franchise and arenas and all that stuff. As people who are actually living this on a day-to-day basis, can you talk and maybe inform some truth and kind of push out some of the misinformation that may be swimming around here on, uh, on the East Coast for any of our listeners or listeners elsewhere probably don't have too many dedicated listeners in Arizona. So what's uh, what's really going on with with this franchise right now richie do you want to go on this rant or do you want me to begin i mean we can do an entire three-hour show on this if you want. <laughs> like we can just keep recording go seven beers deep time? i need a 10 page essay submitted <laughs> yeah, by tomorrow sources. by the fourth uh, beer in cam and i can just go off on on why we're pissed off that niners fans are buying all the tickets to sofi stadium this weekend <laughs> yeah Go ahead, Corey. Right, I'll let you go. Let go, go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess where do I start? Go ahead. Um, well, 
basically we constantly hear the whole idea of the the team either moving to Quebec or to Houston and and neither of those I believe will happen kind of ever because of the fact that as long as Batman is in charge he will always he would be going back on something that he has put so much time and effort and money into and it just would be ridiculous if he was to ever do that um, uh, one of the biggest things has been where they're located, and it's been that way for God knows how long because of the fact that, what was it, 2003 or something like that that they moved over into Glendale, and it was always a terrible area because of the fact that it was not just like the main part of, of Glendale where a lot of people were living at the time, it was out in the outskirts of it. It has now moved kind of out that way, but most people have to drive really freaking far to get to it. I work in Scottsdale and I was working for the team, um, you know, after, so I would work my normal job in Scottsdale and then I would work the game that night. And when I would drive there, it would take me sometimes two and a half hours to get there. Oh and God. I wouldn't show up until actual like puck drop. And then I would be literally running into the building in heels. Um, and uh, there's plenty of people <laughs> there that I, I won't mention that, but they used to laugh at me when I would like run in because I would be running into it because it would be so far to just drive to get there. Even the players get pissy about it. Um, their practice rink, uh, one of their practice rinks is in Scottsdale, so they don't have to actually go that far all the way over there, but they do practice a lot of times at Hale River and they, they love to bitch about that because, you know, who, uh, you know, being in the NHL isn't nice enough. You also have to be able to have like a 10 minute commute. But uh, so they, the location of all of that is always been a problem. And that is one of the things that they have to capitalize on the most, but people never actually think about it because they're never actually here and never actually have to deal with it. I mean, most of the time I live in North Phoenix. When Chris comes to visit Kat, I don't ever see him unless there's like an actual plan because of the fact that there is a decent amount of like driving that has to be done just to meet in the middle there. And um, so once they move to Tempe, it's uh, a nice shot there and it's right in the middle of everything. It's right where all the college kids are. It'll be so much better for all of it. And that's just literally one piece of the pie pretty complicated piece <laughs> yeah that's where. just one thing that's <laughs> just one thing and it's hard to explain to people like you can literally be in phoenix drive 10 minutes and you're in peoria and then drive t another 10 minutes and be at like the outskirts of glendale but then you can drive another 45 minutes and still be in glendale so it's very weird the way that our state is located so when you read an article about it and they're like oh well you know it takes yeah, it takes me 45 minutes to get to Tempe, but I can be in rush hour traffic and it's still going to take me 45 minutes to get to Tempe. It may not be the same to get to Glendale. So it's a, the, it's a weird situation and it's so hard to understand unless you live here. I think, I think it's interesting just because, you know, our listeners are mainly New England based and like it takes me two and a half hours to get to like bumfuck Maine, like bumfuck Western Maine. Like that, that's it. Like, it's just two and a half hours to get there. So I can't, like, even fathom, like, within the same state to have to drive that far. <laughs> wow, Drew, wait till I tell you about California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, you should road trip it next time, bro. Road trip out here. I, I've done it once. Uh, I'll do it again. Probably at some point in my life have to do it again, but I I'll do it with you. I'll do that now. I'll like get stranded out in San Diego with you. <laughs> the next pandemic, maybe. We'll there, <laughs> there is a way if if you have two people to do it in three days. 
Um, it sounds very I, much not. I or don't... just one person, like just on a lot of like five hour energy. <laughs> you need more than five hour energy for that, for not sure. Just... Yeah. Oh okay, man, seventy-two hour energy, dude! I hate just road tripping to to even just going to San Diego. Like that's a far ass drive, or Las Vegas, which is only like four hours away. Like that's too far for me. I like. I driving. can attest yeah. to that. He he bitches all the way there and all the way back because he has to pee all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm with Richie and the small bladder gang, but uh, I I can make it. I can make it through that like. There's this weird area between San Diego and Arizona where there's just literally nothing. It's just desert, and there's nowhere to uh, get gas. There's nowhere to go to the bathroom. So you just have to like make sure you plan for that. I don't think there's everywhere to go to the bathroom and nowhere to eat gas. <laughs> you can't even pull over. <laughs> Why not? There's a fence right there. There's like fences because oh. it's like farmland. Jesus. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's uh, people Never own mind. that stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Southwest, I, what a place. The, I think the the weirdest stretch of uh driving I've ever done was, I I believe in Colorado, where, um, I, I was with my mom doing the cross country road trip from Massachusetts to San Diego to get my car out here, and the GPS told us to switch from one highway to another one but there wasn't like a a clean way to do that so you have to drive through like dirt roads with like a bunch of signs with literal bullet holes through them to just like (laughs) it's like a two mile drive through these like dirt roads but it gets you from one highway to another and it was it was like being in an entirely different world i like things that i've never seen before and that's what it's like to try to get to an Arizona Coyotes game. Yeah. <laughs> you have to drive through dirt road bullet holes and <laughs> chase by rabid wild coyotes. It's something. <laughs> Nailed um, it. Drew, I believe you have something to say. Oh, yeah. I, I was just thinking because, like, you know, we're both sponsored by DraftKings. So I could just do the DraftKings read and kill two birds with one stone. Oh, let's, we should have a competition. Who can do it better? That's what we should do. Ooh, let's do it. Because I will okay. tell you, Corey will tell you, I think I do the He's best read so on the entire network. at this. I never okay. read ever. Now I'm really excited here. Now I'm like, I want to like, I kind of want to like follow you, but I'm also now afraid to follow you. With this yeah, after. well, you'll have to you know throw we in should our, do? our flourish, Drew. You know what we should do is in the tradition of the coin flip for the overtime. Oh man! Bill no, no, we just let's do it at the same time. They will for sure ask us oh, not to. We're do on that. to the divisional round. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Wait, that's the old one. That's not the. Yeah, that already one. happened. <laughs> All right, how about I read the old one and then uh, does that give me that's a great points? way to lose right off the bat. <laughs> I just want to hear Richie's R- R- Richie and I can do it every other word. <laughs> Four teams remain in the NFL. We couldn't even go around and all say our names. All right, fine. Yeah, exactly. coin flip. Let's coin flip, Richie. You got a Tails coin. never fails, baby. Let's go. All right. We need someone yeah, who has a coin. I don't. I have. I have. A, oh, yeah. I have. Wait, coins, I've got a big thing like of coins. Oh, Corey's got a shit ton of coins. Look at all that DraftKings <laughs> money. I got like a big thing of coins. That's all the DK okay. money. Yeah. Use promo code THPN and you can get a big thing of coins. Okay. 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 
So what what were He you... went tails. He went tails? Okay. Oh, it landed on my beer. Uh nice. heads. Oh, uh, damn it. All right. Right. What? Is he deferring? Yeah, is he deferring? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh I can true. defer. He's, I'll he's, defer. He's <laughs> which side would you like to defend? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I want the wind. I want the wind at my back. So. All right. The pressure the pressure is on, everybody. All right. Here we go. All right, everybody. We've been telling you about DraftKings for a while now. And right now, it is, of course, NFC and AFC Championship Weekend. And if you want to bet the games, you can do it at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And because Super Bowl 56 is just right around the corner, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. All you got to do is bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN and you get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Bet on the Chiefs, everybody. Bet on the Chiefs. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers. Only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Well, that pretty good. good luck, buddy. Drew. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Sucks for you. No, I'm just kidding. You can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And the more feel of the sweat, you can feel sweat. (laughs) Feel. Ah, Sweat. Like never before, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit, one dollar which required one per customer. So you can spicy DraftKings.com slash sports for deal. <laughs> Gambling problem call, winning hard gambler. Oh, that was a tough one. Right, so close. Rest, that was priceless. Wow. I'm going to give the edge to Richie there just because mm. Drew bungled our uh, our field of sweat and yeah. uh, Cam tripped up on I, the uh, disclaimer. The problem. <laughs> it's a little too real. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Who, uh, what are we? What are we talking about now? <laughs> you guys didn't. You got to vote here. Chris. Chris voted for me. Oh no, I voted for you, Rich. Too. I bungled it. Thank you. Drew was good effort, bud. Um, I, w- I will say, Drew. Like as always, really good. This is why we let Drew do the. We both crushed it. Yeah. Well I do feel like his was like as if we were in a movie theater and we were watching the movie that is DraftKings. I can confirm that that's how Drew always reads it. He didn't, he didn't address that, <laughs> that up at all. It's the biggest movie of the year. Oh, DraftKings man. Sportsbook. <laughs> can the you movie. imagine if that was actually a movie? If DraftKings it probably will be. Like if DraftKings were a movie. 
yeah, like, it probably be, will. It, it would be about playing the uh, like 15k uh, slant or whatever. <laughs> if the... Caesars can do like all of the shit where they have everyone dress up as like Caesar and Cleopatra <laughs> and all that shit, they can figure out something. Yeah, they got Halle nope. Berry. It, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's just one of the people like taking the call on the other line of the one eight hundred gambler. <laughs> it's about his life. Yeah. Oh my that's, gosh, that's there's a, there's a entire movie about like a nine one one call, and the entire thing is in like a nine one one center where he's just like talking the entire time. I can't remember the name of the movie. Sorry, Isn't that also Halle Berry. Yes. No way. Yes, that one. Wait, and which so one? We, me and Chris thing. both said different things at the same time. <laughs> Wait, no, Jake Gyllenhaal. With Jake yes! Gyllenhaal. Uh, I think there's one with Halle Berry where it's also just like her on a... She's a 911 dispatcher and there's someone like stuck in a trunk or something. This <laughs> one was fuck? someone was kidnapped. In yeah. a trunk? No, not in a trunk. They were like in no. the car. They called because they were kidnapped. No. But there's a good twist in that movie. Which I love. The twist is that you're in the backseat of your car waiting for you. It's called The Call with Abigail Breslin. The Call. Jake Gyllenhaal. You're going to get so much Taylor Swift shit. Sexy. Yeah. Um, oh, I just searched Jake Gyllenhaal hot sexy and said Jake Gyllenhaal hot sexy EMS guy. Oh, it's just pictures of him shirtless. All right. That didn't work. Uh, how about this EMS guy movie? What the fuck? Jesus. Ambulance. Wow, that was easy. Why did I think of that? He's called Ambulance? Yeah. Called... Is that Wait, is no. that the new one? That's not right. No, Culture's really going off. The... No, Ambulance, Ambulance is the new. new one. That's, that's the, the new, new one. Yeah, All new right. Movie. Well, you know what? Someone will find it eventually. IMBD or whatever. Lancey, check that out. <laughs> Get Lancey on it. It's fine. It's <laughs> we need some data on it. <laughs> is it The Guilty 2018? Yes. I think so. Was that really at 2018? I thought it was filmed like during the pandemic. Oh, never mind. Like, it's, it's oh, wait, 20, no, 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 no. You're, it's 2021. Because right. all the filming is done like spaced out. It's either outdoors or people in A demoted room. police officer assigned to a call oh, yeah, dispatch, no, yes. dispatch desk is yes. conflicted when he receives an emergency phone call from a kidnapped woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it the exact same plot of the call. So they could do it. <laughs> That you have someone call in. What is that? Is this now a ballot crossover too? This is really right. Getting I, off the rails here. You can have someone call in as, with a gambling problem and turn it into an entire movie. Yeah, and then you, you have to cast the movie now. So you have to put like Patton Oswald is the the <laughs> like the operator on the other end. So I mean, maybe that's they. Good, that's a good why casting. Oswald? Have well, that's a good know. casting. Have Have you seen uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. Okay, so he he plays somebody who works at uh, eHarmony, and he's uh, constantly on call with Ben Stiller's character about like trying to fill out his eHarmony profile. This these are real movies. I feel yeah. like I'm like I was I was thinking <laughs> the acid or something. These are the one eight hundred budgeted and wow the one oh, and then I. I have the guy who's going to play the gambler who's addicted to gambling. That's John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Every time he calls, it just plays. (laughs) He's like, the time is now. Inexplicably, the the ringtone changes. He's like, it's a lock. Are you sure about that? (laughs) Do you have a gambling problem? Well, 
You won't be gambling on John Cena. <laughs> I think uh I think if they were to do the one eight hundred gambler movie, it would be someone trying to call nine one one, but they accidentally call one eight hundred gambler for some reason. And so this guy has to deal with like the EMS call and like And then know. and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson is also in the movie. He plays the main quarterback of the hometown team that the guy is betting on. Yeah, and he finds out. He, he finds out about it. Dwayne the Rock and, Johnson, and then so he he throws the game of the local football team. He throws the game. He throws the game. Even trying to act like he was trying to scramble out of the pocket. Oh my god! <laughs> the Rock played so bad. A football coach in like a 2008 movie, and that's how old he is. <laughs> Yeah, like he's the, the quarterback the story. <laughs> American underdog. Basically, I'm just trying to make I'm trying to make Fast and Furious, but in DraftKings form, because you see it. There's a yeah. I just like gotta it. figure out where to how to cast Gal Gadot. Maybe she it's, plays John Cena's wife. It's in the movie. Fast and Furious Eleven Tokyo DraftKings. I was thinking to feel the sweat, but that too. Feel the sweat like never before with one eight hundred gamble. And then there's like an affair in the movie too. So then there's like intrigue about like who's having sex with who, and that's oh, what a movie! That's what it means. Yeah, we need to edit this out just in case you know someone steals this idea. (laughs) Or we just bleep everything and leave. (laughs) Just been redacted. Just three minutes of bleeps. Draft, DraftKings, draft. DraftKings. I'll, I'll do it. There, we there it is. All right. <laughs> there we go. Um, I can keep going with this bit if you want. Just write this movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah write I mean, the whole movie. All right. I'll open a Word doc now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Cam and Richie are, are LA guys, so you know they, they probably know people. LA. LA. LA guys. Yeah, LA. catch us LA. catch us on our Friday <laughs> episode talking about the new season of Letter Kenny with Chanel. Ooh, I'm gonna try to make that work. To do about that, yeah. I'm gonna try to make that work. Anyway, you gotta do it, that's, man. That's a tomorrow discussion. Yeah, I gotta figure out whether I'm gonna be able to watch all of Letterkenny by then. Oh, no, it's easy, dude. You rip through them. No, it's, you have It's like two hours. Do you have ads on Hulu? Because that ads a good twenty minutes if you have ads. I don't. Yeah, I do. I think I do. Oh, yo, my login is. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, any other any other hockey points you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Or uh, what's the greatest thoughts? moment in Arizona hockey history? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> is that soup? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julia. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck did that is? is Drew choking on soup? Drew, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be, but it really sounded like we were about to wrap it up soon, and you couldn't wait another. <laughs> Julia just walked in with mac and cheese for me. I don't know. This is great. I'm living. I'm going to go on mute, and y'all figure out how to wrap it up. I didn't see it. I just saw Corey start fucking dying. He said something about Drew's soup, and I was like, what the fuck? He's just gonna go right back and eat it. <laughs> he just, he just it. 
So well, we're all talking seriously. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say drinkability pretty low. <laughs> Tasteability though. Tasteability's off the charts. That's fucking cheesy. Oh oh. I made mac and cheese tonight too. I made some Ooh, bacon I'm, cheese. I might do that too. The we we didn't have any milk in the house, and you know if you're gonna make, you know Annie's or Kraft or anything, I, I feel like you really need that milk to. You do. I made yeah. some homemade mac and cheese. It's delicious. Oh. I did. Did that you make for the a... cheese yourself too? Yeah, and the fucking pasta. I threw it off. <laughs> so I, I did. I, I made the mac and cheese for a uh, for a Super Bowl party. Uh, it was actually the Rams Patriots. Oh Super wait, Bowl. that didn't happen. Wait, which yeah, one are you so talking I, about? I didn't actually make the. <laughs> Must have been a while. He got ago. to be. He literally was at it, and then he got to go and be right next to Tom Brady afterwards. So if he really wants to forget that, then should have taken him out. <laughs> Walked right by me. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, any thoughts on on great Arizona hockey moments? <laughs> That's what it was, yeah, it was Drew eating mac and cheese. <laughs> the highlight um, of the season. Uh, uh, there, uh, well, I can tell you about my uh, like two of my favorite ones, which is yeah. um, uh, I was at the game. It was against the New York Islanders. This was back in 2009, maybe 2010, 2011, somewhere in that area. I just gave you a three-year window for when this <laughs> maybe happened. I don't really remember. But it was, uh, it was like a weekday, and there were like 8,000 people in this building. But if you talk to anybody who's a Coyotes fan, they'll probably tell you they were actually there when this happened, even though they actually weren't. Which was uh, when Shane Doan scored his first hat trick of his career after playing for well over 15 years. That was one of the coolest things I've ever got to witness like in person ever. Like the building just got, it was so loud there considering that there were only, like I said, less than 10,000 people in attendance that night. Like it was, it was awesome. It was right at the buzzer. It was Ray Whitney making an incredible pass comes across the blue line. Shane Doan lets it rip buzzer goes off hat trick. It was incredible. And uh, I'll never forget it, which I think kind of speaks to uh, the Coyotes franchise, really, is that some guy's hat trick is my favorite moment. But oh, I think God. that's <laughs> that's what I'd go for. Oh, man. Um, I'd probably say the 2011. Sorry, my throat's still all over the place after laughing. I literally was crying. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the 2011-2012 season where um, – they were Pacific champions. That's probably one of the best um, whiteouts here in the Valley are actually one of the coolest things ever. That's what they do during the playoffs. And it's actually like really awesome energy in there. And then the other one is probably actually not an, an actual hockey related thing, but it was um, when Shane Dome got um, inducted into their ring of honor because of the fact that it was literally the history of the coyotes basically kind of all coming together. I luckily got to work it and um, actually had to be with all of the uh, old players and stuff like that, that were having to go be brought downstairs in order to um, do the whole thing. So that was a really cool experience. And it was like really cool for all of us that, I mean, um, the team came here um, just a little bit after I was born. So it was all of these players that I grew up with and uh, being able to see all of them like talk about Shane Doan and all that he's done for hockey in the state 
uh, was such a cool moment. And that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, from from everything I've heard from Arizona hockey people, like going back through the last decade, um, it, everyone said that like Arizona is definitely a great hockey area, and like if the teams if the team is up to the standard that it should be up to, then the fans will be there, and uh, and all this conversation of moving the team won't be necessary. Hmm. I agree. Can I mention one more thing before we actually actually go? And it's actually kind of important. You can mention whatever you want, man. Oh, cool. Well, I'll yeah, just continue my DraftKings movie it. idea. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you can't see it on the podcast, but I have a I have a shirt behind me. It uh, it is it has a number forty nine, and the name on the back is Ricardo. The reason why I have that shirt is because it is in memory of a young girl who passed away from cancer. Um, I believe last year and she was uh, a, a terrific little girl who grew up playing hockey here in Arizona and the Coyotes embraced her and they took her in as kind of a member of, of the team. And, and, and it was awesome. And unfortunately she lost her battle with cancer, but her name and her number are up in the, in the ring of honor at Healy river arena right now. And uh, coming up this weekend on Sunday um, is something really cool. And the reason why I want to mention this is, is to try and pump the tires of this. It's called Skating for Layton. If you Google Skating for Layton, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, you can bring up the page to donate money to the Layton Ocardo Scholarship Fund. And what the Layton Ocardo Scholarship Fund is, is all the money is going to go towards basically growing girls hockey here in Arizona. So it's going to allow young girls to participate in hockey who maybe normally couldn't do it or introduce them to the game. And it's a great cause. And the Coyotes are doing the event this Sunday out at Phoenix raceway here. I'm going to be running in it. Uh, I'm going to be running. I'm going to try and do my first ever 10 K, which I've never done. Um, and I want to do that to honor not only Leighton Ricardo, but Matt shot as well, who was very important here to the Arizona hockey community who passed away recently after a battle with cancer. And so, um, if you go to our Twitter page, which is at Corey underscore Richie show, or you follow me at our Flores 91, uh, we have links up to donate to the cause. We'd really appreciate if you did it, especially for people who aren't here in Arizona locally, obviously, and can participate in the actual run. Donating money helps just as much. So any, any dollars you do donate, we do appreciate it. And it goes to a great cause. And I just, before we, we sign off, I wanted to make sure to mention that. And, uh, and uh, we miss Lane a lot around these parts. So, And it does make a big difference because it is a lot more expensive to play hockey out here. You know, it's hard to find sheets of ice. It's not like we can just go outside and skate. So that is actually a, a big deal. But is there one thing I can say that's totally non-related, but Please. I just wanted to shame Chris Beerwise on, <laughs> on, on the podcast because of the fact that um, – so you may know that he came to Arizona for uh, Halloween and we went trick-or-treating with Kat's kid Izzy. And during this, he brought up the fact that he had the um, orange like creamsicle version of this, right? Well, I actually brought the orange creamsicle version of this for him to try on Halloween. But instead, they all shamed me for drinking beer while I was trick-or-treating with children as if this was a bad thing that I was doing. Dude, that's what... And so he had to go and try it on his own later. So... Corey, I stand I, with you. So I didn't know I, about 100%. this. 
I like I genuinely didn't know about I that, told so. you I literally said we had and then I was drinking out of it the entire time cat kept on making fun of me we had it in a different <laughs> container and everything so, so I knew that you way were, we would I knew you were drinking judge. alcohol I didn't know you were drinking the the orange yes I brought it cream. for you and it, it was your it was beer the orange Chris. one I, I was not told this. We entire I... backpacks. <laughs> my my entire like childhood trick or treating was like my parents and their friends getting like hammered while the kids were trick or treating. So like yeah, so I, I I wouldn't shame for that. I also that night had like the beginnings of a migraine and didn't really want to throw it over the edge. So the idea of drinking at that point wasn't super appealing. So I I may have uh, abstained on those on that count. I just wanted to shame him while I had the champs on a public forum. So, you know, it's good to know. Do it. I think there are way worse things to shame me for. So thank you for uh, <laughs> keeping it mild. Yeah, no problem. Dad, if you're listening, you weren't hammered. Mom was. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, you weren't hammered. Dad was. <laughs>